So a rich 31-year-old YouTuber now makes $6 million a year. So let's get into this story. So walking into Graham Stephan's Las Vegas home, the first thing you see is a massive 310-gallon aquarium in the entryway. So equipped with color-changing lights and filled with coral reef and brightly colored fish, the YouTube star prized possession is impossible to miss. He describes the $45,000 he spent on the aquarium, filtration system, and marine life as purely an expense, but has zero qualms about pouring his money into it. Yeah, I'd say this is purely expense, right? Can you imagine basically spending... 45 grand on potentially like a down payment for a home, right? Like, just think about that for a second. For a lot of places in the United States, $45,000 is literally a very nice, thick down payment for a home. And not for necessarily a cheap home, for a pretty nice home, right? So the level of enjoyment I get from the aquarium is just unparalleled to any other experience that I would be able to buy, the 31-year-old says. This, for me, is the tank I would have set up as a kid when I was 12 if I had whatever I wanted. Which is cool. Like, see, here's the thing, right? A lot of people got to understand, yeah, for like the majority of human beings in the world, spending $45,000 on an aquarium inside your house is basically stupid, right? But when you're someone who's making millions of dollars a year, this is basically the equivalent of you spending $10 on a pizza, right? That's the thing to really understand. So even though to the majority of people that might view this, that might stumble upon this and see this price point, right? You got to understand the ratio, right? He could literally have $45,000 in his driveway, burn it, just literally light it on fire, and it will literally not change his life at all, right? So even though financially speaking, it's kind of stupid, it doesn't affect him negatively in any way, shape, or form, right? Which again, is basically like anyone just spending $10 on a pretty nice pizza once a week or once, you know, every year or something like that. Like that's the relationship between that, right? So the aquarium is, well, actually that's a really nice aquarium, but here's the thing. That is a nice aquarium. I don't know about $45,000, right? Because I feel like I've seen aquariums in like restaurants that are, like pretty much looking exactly like that for probably done like for five or ten thousand dollars i feel like he got gypped on that for that amount honestly but hey you know if you're making a crazy amount of money doesn't matter honestly probably not so the aquarium is emblematic of the seismic changes that have occurred in his life since he was first profiled for CNBC Make It's Millennial Money Series in November 2019. So back then, Stephen was still working in real estate part-time and filmed videos for his popular YouTube channel in his 700-square-foot Los Angeles duplex. That is a small amount of square feet in Los Angeles. And by the way, this probably cost him like a few million dollars because LA house pricing is just stupid, 
So his brand new encompasses five YouTube channels and a podcast, and his workload has gotten so intense that he hired not one, but two employees, one of whom lives with him full time, and his duplex has been replaced by a 1.4 million, 3,900 square foot home, 20 minutes away from the Las Vegas Strip that he shares with his girlfriend, Macy. And the good thing about Las Vegas compared to his original place, California, because LA is in California, is that he probably saved just in taxes alone enough money to go buy this tank and basically feel like he didn't spend any money, right? Like that's what's so crazy about taxes, just from like moving one state to another state. Depending on your level of income, it could have a massive impact on the amount of money that you save. Right, so if he's making like you know six million dollars a year, right, the amount of money that he's saving in taxes alone is probably enough to buy like a Lamborghini plus spending like two aquariums of this type, right? Like that's how crazy it is on taxes. So after breaking the $1 million annual income threshold in 2019 and making $5.1 million in 2020, which is pretty nice, Stephen is on pace to earn $6 million in 2021 after expenses. So with $3 million coming from YouTube ad revenue, which is super cool, right? You got to give props to that. I think the only other person that I've seen do numbers like this is uh, Meet Kevin on YouTube. I think he's the only one that's basically showed numbers close to this or more than this, right? And the rest coming from sponsorships and affiliates as well as selling courses on the online platform Teachable. So he achieved this growth by quitting his real estate career to focus on YouTube full time, spurred in part by early coronavirus lockdowns that kept him at home making videos. That was the point for me where I was like, I want to go all in on YouTube. He tells CNBC Make It. So Steven's life is now fully centered around content creation and he's finally allowing himself to enjoy his success. So making the move from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. So when COVID-19 lockdowns began in mid-2020 and forced Steven to stay in his relatively small L8 home full-time, it made me reevaluate where I wanted to be and where I wanted to work, he says. Which, you know, it makes sense, right? Because if he's doing YouTube full-time, he can literally do that anywhere in the road. So why are you going to spend more taxes if basically 90% of your time, you're just going to be staying at your house, right? So he decided to move to Las Vegas after visiting a close friend who had just bought a house in the development where Stephen currently lives. His friend mentioned that the house being built next door was for sale and Stephen decided to seize the opportunity. He closed on the property in summer 2020 and moved in last December. So the new home has been a major boon for Stephen's professional life. While he once worked on videos in his garage, Stephen now has a dedicated office that includes an exact replica of his original set that still sits in Los Angeles. So in order to keep complete continuity between his videos during the move, he even got another aviator wing desk and a T-Rex skull. 
So the house also has a full office, bedroom for his living assistant, and office for his other employee, as well as a professional podcast studio complete with soundproofed ceilings. So Stephen still pays mortgages and collects rent on his four Los Angeles properties and decided to rent out his old apartment instead of selling it. See, here's the thing, right? Personally, if I was in his situation, I would have just sold every single thing in uh, California and just bought properties in Las Vegas because personally, I'd rather go and like see the properties very easily. Just like, hey, I could just drive like 10 minutes and be like, oh yeah, there's my property. They're not burning it down. Cool. So pivoting to YouTube full-time. So Steven decided to leave his job as a real estate agent at the Oppenheim Group for a couple reasons. First, moving out of California required him to give up his real estate license. And more importantly, he had come to the realization that the time and effort he was putting to selling homes was better spent on his YouTube channel. Steven estimates that when his first Millennial Money episode was released, he was spending roughly 20% of his time on real estate and the other 80% on YouTube, often staying up until 2am to work on videos. At the time of his pivot to becoming a full-time YouTuber in mid-2020, Steven's channel had roughly 1.5 million subscribers and he was on pace to earn $1 million from YouTube for the first time. Now, his main channel has around 3.5 million subscribers, which is pretty cool. As of early July, Steven had already earned $1.42 million in ad revenue from his various channels for 2021, which is pretty cool. So the growth isn't due only to the increase in hours Stephen puts into YouTube, but also to a change in the type of content he makes. Though Stephen became popular by making videos talking about his investments in real estate earnings, he has pivoted to news analysis and explaining complex financial topics. Stephen says reading the thousands of comments on his videos helped him identify a strong desire from viewers for someone who could explain what was going on in the markets. This change also allowed Steven to create content based around the news of the day, which in turn helps draw in subscribers who may not already be familiar with his brand. And in recent months, he has covered topics ranging from the housing market to cryptocurrency to meme stocks. It provides me with a lot more flexibility to be able to comment on financial-related news or whatever is going on and give my take on it as well as some actionable steps that the viewer might be able to take from it, Steven says of his new strategy. To growing the Graham Stephan team. For Stephen, a typical day begins at around 6.30 a.m., right as the markets open on the East Coast. On most days, he stays in his office until 6 or 7 p.m. Ten hours a day is probably spent in front of a computer researching the markets, trying to plan out ideas, reading what people want to hear about, Stephen says. And until recently, Stephen took pride in his channel being a one-man show but as he increases YouTube-related workload during the pandemic, he realized he needed to make a change. So the tipping point for me was really when I was when I started to see my own work decline, despite me putting in 12 to 15 hours a day, he says. That's the point where it started making sense to bring someone else on. So his team now includes a living editor, as well as another editor who keeps an office in Stephen's home, and together the three run all of Stephen's channels, as well as assist with his weekly podcast. Altogether, Stephen puts out nine new pieces of content each week, and the dynamic in person is so much different than if you're doing it over a Zoom call or you're doing it over the phone, Stephen says of the decision to keep his team close. We're able to create so much more. Not only that, they're probably able to like basically pitch ideas to each other and have like an open discussion 
like by whim, right? They could probably be like eating lunch or something and be like, oh, you know, I just thought about this cool idea, right? So leaving behind some of his frugal ways. So here are Stephen's monthly personal expenses as of July 2021. Las Vegas home, $6,448 because he took out a loan on it. The subscriptions, $20. Phone, $50. Insurance, $437. Discretionary, $446. Discretionary. That seems kind of high for discretionary. Hmm. Car, $632. Food, $820. That's a decent amount on food. Okay, so discretionary goes toward entertainment, pool tech, a pool tech. What the hell is a pool tech? Well, someone that just cleans your pool, house cleaner, and credit card fees. Interesting. So Stephen is well aware of his reputation as a frugal millionaire, despite his $15.5 million net worth. But he says that over the past few years, he has learned that sometimes spending money can be more valuable than pinching pennies. Though he won't be stopping by a Starbucks anytime soon, there are a number of places where he is more willing to open his wallet. So the biggest thing that I would say I started spending money on was being able to buy back my time, he says. This is a shift that probably happened for me about a year ago when I was overworked and taken on too much. He now spends $100 to have a technician come once a month to maintain his swimming pool and splits $250 a month evenly with his girlfriend to hire a cleaning person for the house. He says that the expense is worth it to have more time to relax or put back into his work. Now, here's the thing, right? If you're living with your girlfriend, right? People might have different viewpoints on this, right? Because there's like two ways, right? One, are you guys going to get serious enough to like, you know actually get married because right now it seems like you guys are kind of like playing house right and two if you're a multi-millionaire is there much reason why you would end up spending like a really cheap bill with your girlfriend that is living with you i i could understand you know spending food or all that kind of stuff right but you know, just to clean the house, you're going to split that bill with your girlfriend. I don't really understand that. That seems kind of odd to me. So Stephen still tracks all the money that comes in and out of his accounts, but doesn't keep a strict budget anymore because his default instinct is to always save or invest new income rather than spend it. He estimates that he saves about $400,000 per month on average. Yikes, that's a lot of money to be saving per month. That's actually really cool. Interesting. With 60% of that going into his investments and the rest going to high interest savings accounts. But still, imagine if you were able to save $400,000 a month. Like, just imagine that, right? Like, if you stumble upon this, that's a very thick amount of money to be just pocketing away. Like, that's really nice. So props to him. So he budgets about, well, again, and here's the thing, right? Like, just just think about it for a second, right? So you're going to pocket $400,000 per month, right? So let, let's just do this, right? So he saves 
$400 per month on average, right? So you're telling me you can't just spend $250 a month yourself to hire someone to clean your house that you get a mortgage on? Like that does not make any sense to me, right? Like why are you having your girlfriend pay that amount of money for basically anything if she's living with you and you're making or saving, not just making, saving $400,000 per month. That seems very odd. So he budgets about $800 per month for food, including taking the team out for sushi when they have a particularly well-performing video. That's pretty cool. Steven's girlfriend pays for the couple's roughly $300 monthly grocery bill. That seems odd again, right? Like, I mean, to those who end up stumbling upon this, right? This just seems odd that you're a multi-millionaire. You're making, well, you're saving $400,000 a month. But your girlfriend, who's most likely making a lot less than you, is paying for your monthly grocery bill? That just seems really weird. So he was able to cancel his $220 Equinox gym membership when he moved to Las Vegas because his living community has a full gym. That's pretty nice. So when it comes to furnishing his home, Stephen didn't cut any corners. He says he spent about $100,000 on furniture and artwork. That's kind of pricey, including a massive neon sign with his smash the like button slogan, as well as an $80,000 piano that he bought used for $16,000. Okay, now that's some nice savings. So looking ahead, Stephen is busier and more successful than ever, but he's acutely aware that his career has taken him into uncharted waters. We've never really known a history of what it's like for financial creators on YouTube. Even five, six years ago, there was no such things as people making videos about finance to the level it is now, he says. He no longer has any milestone income goals that he wants to reach, instead hopes to one day travel the country in an RV. Until then, however, he is committed to focusing on YouTube and growing his brand. Now, here's the thing. I got a feeling... That even though he says that he wants to travel the country in an RV, I doubt that he's ever actually going to go do that, right? Because it seems like he's going to be so focused on just working that he wouldn't be able to bring himself to not work, right? Now, he might be able to have his team like join him on this RV trip, right? But will he do that? And, like, would he be actually willing to just not work, in a sense, right? Even if he were to turn that into, like, a job or something, right? Part of his brand, right? Would he actually mentally be able to go and do that, right? Because you got to think about that. Because you also got to think about the amount of gas that you'd be spending on just going traveling and all that kind of stuff. Are you going to be okay with that? Because the thing is, if you're okay with your girlfriend buying your monthly grocery bill when you're saving $400,000, are you certain that you're willing to spend the gas money for an RV to go travel around the country? That just seems kind of odd to me, right? Like, I feel like he's just not there yet. I mean, he could easily go and do that. Like, financially speaking, he could easily go and do that, right? But I feel like He's not in that mental state to where he could actually bring himself to go and do that. It's kind of like the same thing as like, I don't know how long 
him and his girlfriend have been together, but you know, she's living with him in his house. So depending on how long they are together, it kind of seems like, okay, well, I mean, are you going to marry her or not? Or are you just going to play house with her or not? Like, it just seems odd. Like looking from like outside in kind of this situation. But here's the thing. There's nothing, you know, wrong with the amount of money that he's making. He's doing extremely well on YouTube. He's making a lot of money. I think it's very cool. But I I just don't understand how you could be a multimillionaire saving $400,000 a year, but having your girlfriend help pay for cleaning and also your grocery bill. That just seems odd. Right? I mean, to those who end up stumbling upon this, right? Like, feel free to give your thoughts. But I think it seems odd when you're saving $400,000 a month, but you're not willing to just cover the cost of the grocery bill. Like, I mean, like, it's not even like the price of, like, it's basically like someone who's making like $100,000 a year having their girlfriend making like $20,000 a year pay for a $1 cookie that you eat, right? Like it, it just it just seems odd, right? Because I mean, technically speaking, this probably doesn't like affect them both either way and it might be her choice. But still, it, like just looking from the outside in, it just seems odd. So I have no idea how long it's going to last. I have no idea where this might pivot to, he says. I'm really optimistic that it's going to continue for quite some time, but I have no idea how it's going to continue to adapt and evolve. And that makes perfect sense, right? Because you never really know. YouTube is a massive platform, so it probably will continue as long as, you know, I guess the SEC doesn't really like come in and destroy it or something. But, you know, I think overall, Graham Stephan, Stephen, Stefan is doing very well, right? He's making a lot of money. He's saving a lot of money. He's investing a lot of money. I don't really like the fact that he has a lot of debt. It just seems odd to me to be making millions of dollars and still be in debt. And here's the thing, right? The whole like girlfriend thing situation, right? Because, you know, everyone can have their relationship however they can do it, right? It just seems financially odd when you're saving $400,000 a month to not just pay for the cost of cleaning your property and paying for your groceries. Like, that just seems odd. But we'll see you in future episodes. Stay tuned for more financial-related stuff. Either way, props to him. And honestly, I bet you he's probably actually going to make more like $7 million by the end of this year. Like, And I think that would be pretty cool for him, so props to him. But again, that girlfriend thing with the groceries, kind of odd. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, Go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. 
and is very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.